the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Years ago, I... uh, I don't remember whether it was an email or a or a letter. It's been quite a while ago, but um, a listener in the audience, I'm hesitant to say they were one of my listeners because I, I don't think they were a regular listener. But a listener in the audience wrote to me and said, Bob, you are such an attack dog. All you ever do is attack. Um... You know, I really looked at that long and hard and tried to evaluate. Am I an attack dog? Man, I hope not. All you ever do is attack. I hope that's not the case. Because I don't like attack dogs. And there are some people, politically and religiously, who just live to find fault with other people. That's all That's all they do. That's all they want to do is find fault and attack, attack. Man, I hope that's not me. I, I can't stand that. And I say that before I get into this next story because I, I don't like attacking and I don't think I ever do attack but I do expose because that's part of my responsibility sitting on this side of the microphone knowing that you're on that side of the microphone and if we really are here all about being an LTD listen think discern then I have a responsibility to try to help all of us discern what's going on around us particularly in the religious world from a biblical perspective, and I'm telling you, uh, it is easy to find the false doctrine, the false worldview in the mainline Protestant denominations. I mean, that, talk about low-hanging fruit. That is really easy. But it's becoming more prevalent in the evangelical community. And it is much harder for me to expose particularly people, organizations, churches, denominations that I've had great respect for. And I don't relish it. In fact, it hurts my heart. And I mean that sincerely. And yet, if I remain silent... I'm first betraying my call from God, and I'm betraying you as an audience. And I don't expect you to always agree with me on these issues within the church. 
And that's okay. I'm going to give you what I believe is a biblical perspective, and then you do whatever you want to with it. I've said this over and over again. I will never try to tell you what to think. I will encourage you on how to think. Which brings me to this, and forgive the long introduction, but uh, Saddleback Church out in California, the church that Rick and Kay Warren founded so many years ago, and what an unbelievable ministry has occurred at Saddleback Church. Thousands have come to Christ through the ministry of Rick Warren and Saddleback Church. Who knows? Maybe millions. I don't know. Uh, But multiplied thousands have come to Christ and become disciples of Jesus because of Saddleback. And I've just had enormous respect for Rick Warren. Um, Joy and I had the opportunity to meet him personally once in Washington, D.C. He was so kind. He was so gracious. He was so common, down to earth. And um, there were many times that Rick Warren was severely criticized for this or this or this. And I came to his defense. Um. As most of you know, he is retired. He is no longer pastor. And Saddleback now has co-pastors, a husband and wife. Now, that is a Southern Baptist church, and the Southern Baptist Convention is a complementarian denomination, meaning that only men can be pastors. Women are involved, of course, incredibly important, probably more important than the men. But according to Scripture, men are to be the pastors. That is a stand of the Southern Baptist Convention. Saddleback broke away from that in the last couple of years under Rick Warren, and they began ordaining women. I would personally have a real disagreement with that, biblically. All right. Well, now, not only have they ordained women, they have co-pastors. Andy and Stacy Wood are the new pastors of Saddleback. And uh, there was a lot of controversy about some of the past history for uh, Andy Wood from a previous ministry. Uh, evidently, that was... Uh, uh, investigated, and uh, the elders at Saddleback were were fine. But I have in front of me a video, and it's too long for me to share with you. But I have told you so many times in the last six months or so especially, one of the defining doctrines right now is marriage, gender, family, sexuality. And I have repeatedly stated my opinion, this is a hill to die on. God has established male, female. God has established marriage, man, woman. That is God's plan. 
It is clear. It is crystal clear. The Bible is not ambiguous about it at all. And yet that is probably the primary area of compromise sweeping through the evangelical church of Andy Stanley, and we've talked about that. Well, here is a video that I have in front of me, and again, it's too long to play the clip. But the two pastors, the husband and wife, Andy and Stacy Wood, are talking about what if a homosexual couple, let's say it's two men, come to the church and they come to Christ. What do we do? They're married, and God hates divorce. So how can we tell them, since they are legally married, to split up? And they talk back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and they finally say, you know, we just don't know. We don't know what to do. We're not sure how we would handle it. What? This is the two pastors of this huge megachurch, and something that vital, that important, the final conclusion is, uh, we don't know. And they said, quote, it's just a gray area. No, it's not gray. The same-sex relationship is sin. And you don't continue in sin. Well, but they're married and divorce is a sin. Talk about a smokescreen. And as you as you watch them talk about it back and forth, it's it's very clear. We don't want to offend. We want to be sensitive. We want to be kind. We want to be loving. And, you know, we just, we just don't know what to do. Andy Wood says, quote, I have no idea. It's a gray area. He has no idea about what Scripture says? And this is what we are being told. It's a gray area. We, we, we just, we, we're just not really sure. Yes, we need to be loving, kind, gracious. We need to have compassion. But this is not a gray area. Let me repeat, the Bible is not ambiguous on this. Folks, We in the evangelical Bible-believing community must determine what does God say, not what does our culture say. What does God say? And we are going to obey God no matter what. We're going to be loving, kind, gracious, tender. But we're going to obey God. And we're going to tell the truth. We're going to tell the truth with love. But we're going to tell the truth. And it just hurts my heart to see this kind of compromise in a church that has done so much good. 
talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Um, you know, Jesus, Jesus warned the disciples and, uh, through them warned us that, um, if we really stand for truth, we won't always be the most popular people around. We will not get a lot of the accolades from the world. Uh, we will not be honored and revered by the world. In fact, Jesus said, hey, they hated me. They're going to hate you. Now, that does not mean that we should get up in the morning and say, hmm, I wonder who I can get to hate me today. I'm really going to work on trying to get people to hate me. Of course not. And Jesus didn't do that, and neither did the disciples. But as we get farther and farther away from a biblical worldview in America, you and I, who try with love and compassion, attempt to proclaim a biblical worldview— our crowd is probably going to get smaller and smaller. And none of us like that. Um, anyway, which, which brings me to this next story, the, uh, the Grammys. I spent a lot of time on it. On Monday, I, I'm not planning on spending a whole lot of other time, but on Monday, I said, I really hope that the Christian artists who were up for Grammys were not there in the evening and to watch the satanic worship, which is what it was. That's not, it's not exaggeration. It was satanic worship. Even CBS said it was worship, satanic worship. Um, so it's not just religious nut jobs calling it satanic worship. And I said, man, I hope they weren't there, number one, because they know what's going to happen in the Grammys. Why would they want to be there? But then I said, if they were there, man, I hope they got up and left. I hope they walked out. Is a little statue worth selling out your convictions, compromising your worldview, sitting there? by your presence endorsing something that is so contrary to biblical truth. Well, I have found out that indeed many of the lower categories had their separate um, um, award ceremony in the afternoon. So they were not there that evening. But there was a large number that were there. Did they leave? That I don't know. But I do know that they were there. And in reading through um, a story from Entertainment News, which is a secular publication, I was just reminded again on this thing of discernment that not everybody who says God or even uses Jesus is really a follower of Christ. The reason I say that, I'm not even going to give out names because 
It is not my desire to attack. But a very well-known country star, a female who is part of a group, and I'm trying to be ambiguous because, again, I'm not my intent to attack, but it is my intent to challenge all of us to discern. Well, this individual uh, had a Grammy nomination. She didn't win, but she was nominated, and she was there Sunday night. And afterwards, she said, I am just so grateful for the Grammy nomination for a Christian song that she was a part of. And she said, the world needs this message. And this particular news source that I'm reading from just goes on and on. She must be this wonderful Christian. And isn't that wonderful that she's standing for truth? And and she said, uh, boy, the world needs this message of God right now and so forth. And I thought, hmm, I don't know anything about her. I've heard the name, but I really don't know anything about her. But isn't this great that she's giving a, a testimony? Well, then I began looking up some of her music and the lyrics to some of her top songs. And my goodness, um, one of them I looked up, uh, it says, I, I'm, it's a whole barroom scene that says, I'm hanging on your every word. Keep those drinks a coming. Maybe we'll both get what we deserve. How about, baby, we make a promise to not promise anything more than one night. The whole song is about a one-night stand, and they have agreed that that's it. They're just going to hop in bed for one night, and I thought, this is a Christian artist? Really? Yeah. Discernment is getting harder and harder. Folks, have a great evening, but please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.